Welcome to the Intermission Podcast with Cam and Joe. Today we'll be talking about the recap of Korean Zombie versus Brian Ortega and UFC 254, which we're all fucking excited for. Well, yeah, obviously it's somebody head off fighting. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> so it's kind of a big deal. But the fight last weekend of which Man. only a couple fights really stood out. Look, I'm going to say this. I said it last week. Uh, you know, you were guilty of it too. We all thought fucking Korean Zombie was going to fucking starch Brian Ortega. Okay, I may have I may have said on various social media outlets that Korean Zombie was going to knock him out. And I'm not a smart guy. Yeah, you're not. You know, like, <laughs> what did Brian Ortega say after the, the fight? I think he called me out specifically. He said, Cam, you're, you're a fucking idiot for doubting me. <laughs> for those who all counted me out. <laughs> Learn to count, motherfucker, something like that. He said something like that. Yeah, that, no, that's accurate. I was yeah. definitely one of those people. Um, Brian, I, I know we only have, like, fucking 16 listeners right now, but... I hope he doesn't hear... I hope he I hope hear, hear this... <laughs> I apologize, Brian, <laughs> for counting yeah, you out. Yeah, I've, I've, I've been wrong before, and I'll be wrong again. Yeah, and he Brian Ortega, fantastic. He looked phenomenal. I mean, how do you not fight for two years and then come out of that one of the best strikers in the division? I'm not sure. Like, somebody figure out where he was training, who was training him, because that guy... Is yeah. a fucking miracle worker. No, not only that. Like, look, he took his time off. He mentally prepared himself. Um, from what I read, his striking coach, you know, they, they honed his skills. They focused. And, and even what Brian said, you know, they worked on the grappling and how to um, integrate grappling and striking together and just overall becoming a better martial artist and not just a jiu-jitsu practitioner in the cage. And... He really, really showed that he belongs there in the in the top three. You know, I I personally think Max Holloway still has his number, but okay. Well, I think we should talk about the technique of it of that fight because obviously I'm not a super knowledgeable technical person when it comes to mixed martial arts, but he was okay. maintaining the range. Yeah, he was doing an excellent job maintaining the range using his job, which looked like one of the best jobs in MMA and using a great like jumping sidekick to maintain the distance. But what I wanted to say is the game planning aspect of it. Korean Zombie was not preparing for this iteration of Brian Ortega whatsoever. He was preparing for the Brian Ortega he saw on tape. Right? The Brian Ortega he saw I Max thought Holloway. Korean Zombie respected him too much and the minute he got dropped the fight changed. And he, he got dropped became, twice in the first two yeah. rounds. And he, he became less Korean zombie-esque, if that makes sense. And oh, you know like, what? Let's, can I just say this? Okay, okay. Korean zombie, the reason why I love him is because he's a brawler. But he, I have to say this, and I heard saying this, awful footwork. He's flat-footed, and he comes in, and he brawls. Yeah. He makes you fight his fight. And Brian prevented that from happening. Yeah, through a variety of different tools. Like, Korean Zombie, he was going into Ortega's striking range and just standing just inside of it 
and waiting for Ortega to commit to something and counter-strike off of it. But all his counter-strikes were just him winging fucking hooks. He wasn't doing anything, and Ortega knew that the only offense Ortega, uh, pardon me, Green Zombie was going to bring was charging forward, winging hooks. So he would just cover up, you know, hit him with the old, uh, uh. Yeah, no. And the only time Green Zombie caught him was with an uppercut, uh, uppercut going into um, Ortega. The rest of the time, Ortega was able to circle out very effectively. He was able to jab. This was this was much more prevalent in the latter parts of the fight. He was able to jab and just stop Green Zombie's advances altogether. You know, he would just hit him with a stiff jab right to the nose and just stop his oncoming rush. And, you know, you might say that Green Zombie was a little timid and didn't really look, you know, his usual self, but that was... I also think Brian Ortega prevented that from happening. Yeah, 100%. With the jab and the sidekick. I was just saying that there was an issue of of too much respect in that fight. Yeah, you just have to respect so many different tools. You know, he had to respect... Uh, the sidekick to the leg, you know, which was chopping up his leg. He had to respect the jab, and then he had to respect the takedown as well. You know, that was a clinic in the sense that <clears throat> Brian Ortega, he, he got, what, like one takedown in the fight where Korean Zombie managed to get back to his feet right away. Yeah, well, look, Korean Zombie is a good grappler, grappler, though. He's a yeah, good grappler. He's a good Don't grappler. undermine. But you should not undermine. It was the threat yeah. of the takedown, which was powerful. So when Green Zombie was looking to counter-strike off something, he has to deal with the jab, he has to deal with the sidekick, he has to deal with the takedown all at once. Yeah, and no, that's why I think the whole like aspect of like touching his leg, just to kind of like, not like a yeah. cat playing with his food, but like he did mix it up. You know, there was always that threat and, and he yeah, just looked sure. fantastic. He, look, he just overwhelmed him. He overwhelmed, overwhelmed him, took the decision and he just looked so good. And he deserves the title shot. And do I think he can meet, beat, sorry, um, uh, Alex? To be determined. To be and determined. Then, uh, but I personally think with the rematch versus Max Holloway, I think Max Holloway has his number. Striking terms. I just still think it's like, you know, yeah. years, you're not going to be a level of uh, yeah, Holloway. Well, and okay, okay. In terms of striking. Terms yeah, of striking, for sure, right? for sure. But I was going to say, you know, like, all credit to Ortega. He looks like a world-class striker. But oh, he yeah. also, I think a lot of that also comes from having a perfect game plan to mitigate Green yeah. Zombie's strengths. You know, he Dude. came in with an excellent game plan. Looked well. And, you know, there's an elephant in the room in this conversation. His cup. Oh. Cameron. Yeah, what was, what was, what was that? that? Yeah. I don't know. Because, I mean, let's just be real, guys. Is he packing? No. <laughs> no. I, I watched the weigh-ins. You know, full disclosure, he didn't need to wear that cup. <laughs> Why are you gay? <laughs> Yo, I'm saying full disclosure for science. For science, he didn't need that. He didn't need that. Maybe he thought it would be the extra leverage for an armbar, which, I don't know, brings up the ethical discussion as should UFC measure people's dongs so they well, can put a proper size cup? I wasn't going to say that. I was going to say maybe <laughs> something about cup size restrictions. Because come on, you, you don't need a cup that big. Come on, that was that was just. I I don't Cameron, know. I'm going to call Dana. I'm going to let him know we're going to have the first dong measurer 
of the UFC, so uh, we can be put regulating it, put cops. It in the, put it in the tail of the tape, <laughs> leading <laughs> up to the fight. Oh, man. No, but I, I, from what I read on the internet, like having a larger cup helps with the leverage and arm bars. I, th- I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm surprised I did not say anything. I refrained myself. But also, let's just, uh, you know, like the rest of the car, James Krause called out Joaquin Buckley. Um, apparently, the rumors were Joaquin was talking shit. Yeah, so apparently, James Krause isn't the only guy to talk shit about Joaquin Buckley in the local, I believe, St. Louis circuit. So apparently, Joaquin Buckley is one of those guys who headhunts in Sparty. Which is a pretty big faux pas. Really? I did not know this. Yeah, so James Krause is obviously the most legitimate person to come out and say that, considering the fact that he runs a gym and he's very in tune with, you know, the local scene. So, you know, if James Krause is saying it, by all means, I would believe it. You know, which is kind of disappointing, you know, but it, it would explain, you know, why somebody like Ogie Buckley is jumping gym to gym to gym. You know, is that he is having issues at, <laughs> at everywhere you go. And if everywhere you go, you have issues, you kind of have to look at yourself and be like, okay, maybe I'm the problem. Yeah, you know, that's a, it's a classic saying, you know, if it smells like shit everywhere, check your shoes, you know. Yeah, and, uh, yeah precisely, precisely. Yeah, but I, it's all rumors. And, and also, apparently there was like a fake Twitter account under Joaquin Buckley talking shit about James Krause. I also heard that stuff. Hey, James, James Krause. Came out and said that he was not obligated to, you know, the, I, I forget which uh, journalist who was talking to him at the time in the interview, but, you know, we asked him about Hokey Buckley and he came out and straight up said, you know, he's not a good person to have in the gym. He didn't want him at his gym. He denied having him at his gym because of all these things going on, including him, you know, well, just not being a good person in the gym in general. So James Krause, I would take his word for it. If he's coming out and saying those types of things about Hokey Buckley, I would... I would 100% believe it. All right. Well, do you think that's the next matchup to make between James Krause and Joaquin Buckley? Fuck no. It doesn't make sense. But James Krause said he would fight him. And I mean, well, sure. Okay. I, I, I mean, it doesn't really help him. But if he gets paid to do it, I don't yeah. see why he wouldn't. Well, unfortunately, James Krause is probably out for commission after his knees getting fucking fucked up uh, during that fight. He that got too, chopped down. But but, and it was a close fight, too. It was a close fight. And it was a last-minute fight, if I'm not mistaken. Um, anyways, the co-main event saw Jessica Andrade establish herself as an immediate contender in the women's flyweight division. Uh, the former yeah. Starweight champion made her 125-pound debut against former title challenger Caitlin Chagoyan. And Andrade finished her with an opening round of body shots. Yeah, well, I mean, props to her. That was a good performance. I mean, it was a sick finish. You don't see too many body finishes. In, yeah, you know, MMA as a whole, and it says a lot about how unfortunately shallow um, the hundred and twenty-five pound division is, because yeah. Jessica Andrade came in and just boop boop, and, yeah, you know, and, and what the women's UFC in general has been around since two thousand thirteen. I love Jessica Andrade personally. I know you commented yeah. traps personally to me via text oh she must be on the juice let's just be real here she has bigger traps than a lot of guys in, in the men's division and uh well she know, works out cameron um, okay you don't get traps at large without juicing it's one of the telltale signs of taking steroids because you have a lot of receptors around that area which causes the trap to be one of the first 
Cabin. Okay, we don't need to get into the science Cabin. behind it. She's on the sauce. She is a fantastic fighter. Great brawler. Great wrestler. Is she on the sauce? Yes. Innocent till proven guilty. That's all I'm going to say. Anyways, one comment I made was, she looks like Justin Bieber with that haircut. With black hair. If he took steroids. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, um, also we saw a rise of, uh, you know, great fighters like uh, Jillian Robertson. And Green fighters might be a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> well, she, she's on like she's on a tear currently, and also say Nurma Magedov, which I butchered their name. Um, Nurma Magedov. Yes, Saeed Saeed. Uh, not related to Khabib, but from Dagestan, um, through some vicious elbows, knocked out the guy, and he's still undefeated. Um, it was a great card overall. And it wasn't, I would say it's not a filthy casual card, but if you're a hardcore fan, it was a great card. Um, we saw Jade Krause. Um, I mean, this card was more just like a, a warm up card for it. Exactly. Yeah, you know, Brian Ortega, Korean Zombie, that's a pay per view card, in my opinion. I mean, maybe not a five rounder. Ortega fought in the last two years, it would have been. Okay, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll give that to you. But, anyways. UFC 254. We're excited. It's spicy. It's spicy. It's fucking spicy. And who do you have for the main event? Well, I don't think we should jump right into the main event here. Okay. That is getting a little bit ahead of yourself here. All right. There's going to be a rematch between Ian Kutulaba and. Mahmoud Oof Magomed uh, Do you need, do you need help with that? Yeah <laughs> Yeah that's that's a tough one for me Cam Okay Magomed Ankuleyev And Ian Kutaleba I know Ian Kutaleba But uh, you know, I, I butcher the Russian Chechenian slash Dagestani names all the time You know it's one eastern slash Ian's going to get starched. I think Ian Kutaleba is just too aggressive. Um, and you can't just do those antics. You can't fake drunken style fighting. Because the, the ref is there to protect you. And this is the reason why the fight got stopped. Obviously, it was a no contest. But Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and then that's why they had a rematch. Yeah. is because yeah. he was fucking acting like he was knocked out. And yeah, he, he's, he's really doing good. <laughs> and if you want to talk about people who are on the sauce, Eon's on the fucking sauce. He's got nipples that can cut fucking diamonds and giant traps. That guy's on. Yeah, probably at one sauce. point. Probably at one point. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I think uh, Ankaleo, that's how you say it? Ankaleo. 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 Yeah, take Ankaleo. Honestly, um, I'm not even sure if I'm saying it right, but I'm just going on. Okay, Ankaleyev. Anyways, Ankaleyev is a lot more calmer. He's 13-1, and one, and I think he's going to take advantage of how overzealous Eon Kutaleva is going to be. He's going to take advantage of it. Unless Eon gets the puncher's chance. Yeah, um, there's always a chance. We'll see. I don't know. He's a, he's experienced. Yeah, exactly. There's a chance. There's a chance. But here, I want your opinion on Lauren Murphy versus Lilia Shagarova. Who do you have in that? 
you know what? I'll be honest with you. I don't know much about these guys. Did you say they both their girls? <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, that kind of goes to further at that point. <laughs> um, one's thirty-seven. One's twenty-eight. One's thirteen and four. One is eight and one. Um, I think Lauren Murphy has a little bit more. Is more of a seasoned UFC fighter, right? Well, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I, I really don't know this one. I really don't know. And to be honest, I'm going to give this one to Lauren, Lauren Murphy. Just based on experience. Based on experience. This is just a wild one. I wouldn't put money on this card because I don't know any of these fighters. Um, okay, well, I mean, I think we can fairly say that experience is going to win that one. But more interesting one, Phil Haas versus Jacob Malkoon. Jacob Malkoon is what, 4-0? Yeah. Spicy matchup. They threw this on on the main event because they're kind of trying to build them up a bit. You know, whoever wins, you know, is kind of going to put them forward in the division a little bit. And that's Bobby Knuckles' boy, right? I think that's like one of his training partners. Malkoon? Yeah, Malkoon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm going with Malkoon only because it's Bobby Knuckles' boy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's helped him up a bunch as well. And this uh, is a proven fight. This he's is a proven 25. Fight he's 25 years young. Phil Haas is 31. Yeah, exactly. He's getting he's getting a real test. Uh, the only you thing know? that I think might be a trouble for Jacob is Jacob Mahoon. By the way, is is the reach. Um, Phil Haas is a very long reach, and is also the taller fighter. He's six foot tall. Yeah, it's going to be a test for it's him. It's going for to sure. be a test. But if you look at what your boy Bobby Knuckles has said about Malcolm, is that he's fucking legit. Okay, he's well, ready for this type no of thing. No matter what, I'm going to say this hot take. No, not even a hot take. Common fucking sense. You always hype up your teammates. Well, yeah. No matter course, how shit they are. Of course. Yeah, it's not like he's going to come out and be like, yeah, that guy sucks. He's <laughs> going to get knocked the fuck out. <laughs> you know, you can't really come out and say that. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I I root for the the up and comer, you know. I I would like to see him finish it, so I'll just go with my heart on this one. He's a what two hundred underdog? Then uh, you you got to smash that money line then. Jacob, yeah, you, he's the underdog in this fight, according to the money line right here. I'm looking at it. I'll trust what Bobby Knuckles yeah. has told me. No, exactly. That's easy money right there. <laughs> yeah, no. He, <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we gotta we gotta keep going. We gotta keep going. Alright, next fight. This um, Oh, that's a tough one. I don't know. Alexander Volkov versus Walt Harris. So, Alexander's gonna take this one. I'm gonna say this right here. He's the more technical, more explosive. Uh no, actually not the more explosive. I think Walt Harris is a lot more explosive. But Alexander yeah. Volkov is a lot more technical. And a lot more. Is a yeah. much better striker. Volkov is it? Yeah, yeah. I, I won't disagree with that. He's very, very well rounded. But I find it interesting that terrible we, fucking back tattoo. I'm gonna just say that that fucking stingray on his back. Yeah. Get it removed. I'm yeah, sorry, Alexander. It might be a little too late for that. I love you. You're a great fighter, but okay. Well, here, like, quick segue. Do you think that MMA, like per capita, has the worst tattoos? Oh, 100%. Out of all athletes, out of yeah, out of, out of like pro athletes, general. like they must have like 
the worst. Tribal tattoos and terrible. There's some bad. There's some the worst tattoos on pro like athletes I've seen have been MMA fighters like Alan Belcher. Who's that guy with a shitty Johnny Cash tattoo? Isn't that Alan Belcher? That's the one. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that's sad. Maybe I'm sounding like pretty stupid. And no, I, I. I think I think it's Alan Belcher. I'll say this: Cub Swanson's got the best tattoos though. Cub Swanson. Yeah. I'd say Poirier. Poirier? Yeah. They're good. He's got a good sleeve. He's got a good sleeve. I was talking about more of a... of his leg tattoo. Cup sponsor with the roses. Yeah, I'm just busy looking at his I'm a leg guy. You're just admiring. Admiring the legs. Okay. Anyway, 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 anyway. He squats, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Never skips leg day. Yeah, I know someone that doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Anyways, now you know you want to root for Walt Harris, and I think I don't just want to. I am, <laughs> <laughs> but I just think Alexander is a lot more technical fighter, a lot better. No, he's um, way more technical. He's way more everything. But I find it interesting that Reem kind of went to the ground with Walt Harris to finish him. You know what? People undermine how long my boy Overeem has been in the game obviously well it's credit to him that he's very well rounded but yeah. Volkov doesn't have that in his arsenal and I think he's no that is he, true but he runs the risk of falling into the trap Volkov impressed me with against Curtis um, Blades was um, that he didn't get completely fucking stomped or what yeah in the grappling game well I mean he was like taken down but there was like Curtis Blades is, is, is a fantastic grappler yeah, he's one of the best in the division. He's probably, yeah. Barring, like, DC and Exactly. Uh, yeah, I would say, that. yeah, yeah, 100%. And Alexander Volkov did a good job of kind of stifling him off and, and not kind of, like, being ragdolled 100%. Yeah. Um, the only thing Curtis Blades does not have is, is the gas tank in that sense because I, I think Curtis Blades could have done a lot better if he had a little bit more cardio. Yeah, but for sure. Alexander Volkov... Uh, what he showed me against Curtis Blaze was he is able to be in those positions against a top fucking grappler. And I just really think Alexander Volkov uh, will do a lot better than Walt against Walt Harris in, in, in grappling terms than he did against Curtis Blaze because... Uh, because reasons. <laughs> because of reasons. And Alexander sure. Volkov is a lot okay. better... Than uh, most of all, Harris's opponents, and and I think Alex just has the reach and, and a lot more. No, he has the technique. He's the favorite the opponent. Yeah. But he's shown that he can get caught. You know, the Derek Lewis knockout at the very end of the fight. And like I said, I got a root for Walt Harris. You know, hey, I you ha- it's it's you know what for me this is a toss up. It's not a toss-up, but I'm going for a Walt. No, personally, I mean ethically. Like, like my thing. Like, you know, I want to... What do you mean, ethically? Well, it's the not whole a story about Walt Harris, you know, you want him do to you win. Want him, do you want him to win or do you not? I want him to win. Okay. I want him to win, but that's I all think you Alexander to... Volkov, I think, is just... Okay, well, there, 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 you go. Fight. there you go. It's just a hard fight for him. We got beers hard. on it. Two-to-one beers. No. Yes. One-to-one. I'm not giving you one to one. Then I don't want to do anything about this. Bro, why? I'll give right, you anyways, one to one. Robert Whitaker versus Jared Cannonier. This is a bet that I'm willing to take. Three to one. Three to one. Three to one. Robert Whitaker. 
Fuck no. Two to one. For fucking Cannoneer, yes. No, it's even on. <laughs> it's, it's going on anymore. Yeah, it was like... It's going Whitaker's way now. Yeah, that's because everyone's swinging the money line. Because everyone's picking off... Because everyone's picking the former champion against some guy that has... Well, I'm very surprised that there's a lot of intelligent yeah. people out there in the world who think Robert Whitaker is going to win. I really no, think Robert Whitaker is... this is rocket appliance scene here, okay? Like, <laughs> Excuse me, rocket appliance? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, you, you think Jared Cannonier is going to win. We, we discussed this briefly last I time. I do think he's going to win, and... As much as I like Robert Whitaker on a personal level, he seems like an awesome guy. Never talk shit. That's one thing I like. No, he's talking good as shit. Come on. No, he's not. Yes, he I has. have never explicitly seen him. He's talked a bunch of shit about he? Oh, he just said he called him the Grim Reaper. He's like, oh, I'm going to kill him. That's it. That's the only thing. He didn't really talk shit. No, he 100% did. What did he say? He said he didn't fucking like him. That's not talk shit. He doesn't like him. But he also <laughs> said he didn't dislike him. No, he said he didn't like him. I don't know. I saw an interview. He said he didn't like his antics. Okay, well, let's be honest. A guy... Is, is he... I, I don't I'm know not saying I like his yeah. antics either. I'm just saying that he has But he doesn't dislike shit. him. He does appreciate but he No, doesn't. he literally said he doesn't like Izzy. Uh, you know what? But he doesn't dislike him either. I heard him say that. No, he literally said he did. He hated him. He said he... Pull up the quote. I'll pull up the fucking quote. Trust me on this shit. He literally said he hates everyone in the division. No. He said that he does not like anyone in the division, but he does not dislike them either. That is not what he said. That's he said what he, he said. hated them. What That's the what he said. Pound for pound, these are my goats of all-time nicest fighters. Wonderboy? No. What? It's GSP. Is George St. Pierre's up there too? But Wonderboy? But he's number one. Okay, number one, George St. Pierre for Cameron. And then we'll have Wonderboy and Bobby Knuckles. Those are my three right there. Top three, pound for pound, nicest fighters. Uh, I mean, sure. I'll, I'll go with your, I'll go with your list. Yeah, well, where's this quote? Pull the receipts. I'm literally pulling it up right now. I don't like him very much, but he's a good fighter. That's not really talking shit. Well, he definitely said he didn't like him. That's okay then. To be honest, I don't like anyone in the middleweight division, quote unquote. Hey, there's more to that. I don't think there is. <laughs> Let me see. Alright. I read you the quotes. What else do you want? <laughs> okay, alright. All right. Let me pull up the fucking real quotes. Yo, he said he doesn't fucking like him. That's all there is to it. He doesn't like him, okay? Just fucking, just fucking deal with it. <laughs> You're fucking erasing everything right now. What do you mean? Check the receipts. He doesn't like him, okay? Anyway. Can we can we get on Robert? This? What is he's his name? gonna get fucking starched. Robert, you don't even know your boy's name. Whitaker. No, that's because he just typed a whole bunch of shit. <laughs> oh my gosh, yo. Okay, we we need to keep this going. We need to keep this going, and we need to talk about the fight that everyone cares about. Habib Nurmagomedov. No, 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 no. We we did not talk yo. about Bobby Knuckles. My boy we Bobby Knuckles did. is gonna win. 
I am saying this no, decision, and unfortunately, it's put, only three rounds. Put money on three it. Rounds. Put beers on it. I, yeah, I'm putting beers on it. One to one or two, two to one? one. Let's check the odds. Two to one beers. Okay, check the odds. Let's check, check the odds. odds. Brought to you by my bookie. Dot <laughs> <laughs> ag. Yes, sir. Okay, what are we looking code. at? Joey fights. No, don't do that. Don't promote this fool. <laughs> don't enable him. <laughs> Use a promo code Joey Fights to get your 100% first deposit bonus. <laughs> Up to $1,000. You put in 100 they give you 100 back. Sounds like a deal to me. Wow, that was a great ad read. It was only 20 seconds. They paid us for 60. <laughs> <laughs> Cha-ching. <laughs> Efficiency, baby. Efficiency, baby. <laughs> okay, so, okay, so what, what odds are we talking about here? Because if anything, I don't know what the odds are off the top of my head right now, but I'm pretty sure that Cannoneer has to be the underdog. Uh, last, time, last time, to be honest, when I checked, it was like even odds, and that's because it was swinging before... It was a plus 100 for Bobby Knuckles. Oh, okay. And a minus 150 for Jared Cannonier. And everyone was betting on the former champion. Interesting. Yeah, because I'm, I'm sure all the action must be on Robert Whitaker, considering the fact he is the former champ, like you said. No, exactly. Um, like, if I was smart with my money, I would be putting it on Whitaker, but... I don't think he's going to do it. And to be honest, I don't really want to see him win either because then we have to see Adesanya versus Whitaker again and I have to see Whitaker get brutally knocked out again, which would be really upsetting to me. I don't want to do that. Hey, look, like, um, as much as we... I really think the fight would go the other way. And, you know, Bobby Knuckles just recently said in his uh, interview with BT Sports, the competitor in him wants to fight Adesanya. Well, yeah, no shit, but... I don't want to see him do that because I have a sneaking suspicion it's going to go a lot like last one where he gets put on his fucking I mean, you know what I'm a stan and I'm going to say I'm going to go Bobby Knuckles ride or die with that one even with Israel Adesanya sorry I'm a bit uh, tipsy but what makes it different from the last time <laughs> he just fought him like what like a okay. year ago yeah it was a year ago. People change. How much do you think? He giant. Just... He's gonna wear the giant cup oh and work on his striking. Oh my <laughs> he's god! Gonna he's gonna pull the fucking Brian Ortiz. Exactly. Oh my god. Anyways, the odds are negative one fifteen for Jared Cannonier and negative one fifteen for Robert Whitaker. Okay, so this beers. Is one to one beers. One to one beers. beers. I will one do beers. it. Five beers. Wait, six pack. Six packs. Why did I say five? Six. Six to six? Six pack, cannoneer. Yeah, sure. Six packs, Bobby Knuckles. Okay. You gotta do the clap sound so everyone can hear it. Boom, yes, sir. that's a shake. That's a bet. That's a bet. So if anyone here, like, you know, they wanna make money, bet on Bobby Knuckles. Bet the house. I'm saying it here right now, right now. Decision, champion. I think he can do it. Because I think the issue I would. Jared Kennanier is he's never fought a five round fight and he finished because he doesn't need to (laughs) 
Okay. All right. And you know, one thing I'll say, uh, just just to tell the, the listeners, uh, Bobby Knuckles has been a bit chinny, but he's got that championship caliber in him, and he's the overall um, better martial artist, well-rounded. And I, 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 if this was a five-round fight, Jared Cannonier would be starched in the fourth and fifth. I just think this fight is going to be decision, third round, decision, decision, decision. Decision. Bobby Knuckles, yes. Yes, yeah, I think I think Jared Cannonier within uh, one and a half rounds is is going to be gassed, and then Bobby Knuckles, gassed, yeah, gassed. Please, no air please. in the lungs, nothing, gasping for air, <laughs> begging for the rounds to be over, sweating, struggling. Oh. Yeah, no, I really think so. I really think Bobby Knuckles... You know what, Jared Kinnear, he has the power. And he does have the skill. He is skilled. I'm not going to undermine his skill. How many times did Whitaker get put on his ass in the last fight? But how many times Kinnear? was he out? Only against Izzy. Once. And you know what? A guy who no, fights... Twice. A guy who twice. fights Yoel Romero... Yoel Romero... Two times is a changed man. No, okay. he has like life-altering brain damage. That's how changed he is. <laughs> well, he is still a nice bloke and a great fighter. And I am going to bet the fucking house on Bobby Knuckles' decision. And you can make those bets on mybookie.ag using promo code JOEYFIGHTS. You mean you can lose all your money on fucking betting on fucking Whitaker. Fuck that. No thank you. That is an easy way to lose money. <laughs> All right, we'll see. We'll see Saturday. Okay, so getting on to Habib versus KHG. So obviously the main event, this fight has been hyped up for, well, ever since, you know, he fought Tony. Yeah, and he put a clinic. He put on an absolute striking clinic, but this isn't going to be a striking fight. And... Does AG have the tools to make Habib's life tough? You know, in all the press conferences leading up to the fight, he's saying, stay in the center of the octagon. I can't get pushed up against the fight. Well, you know, guess what? That's what fucking everybody said about Habib. Stay in the middle. Don't go up against the fence or you lose. Well, everybody's ended up against the fence and everybody's ended up losing. So, what exactly is it that Gage has that everybody else doesn't. Well, he has a wrestling pedigree, for one. All-American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, to his credit, okay, you know, yes. He is an established wrestler. wrestler. He has the credentials. But at the same time, we're talking about Khabib. Yeah. Who's no, arguably uh, the best guy. Every, ever. I'll be honest with you, like every time Khabib gets into a fight, there's a part of me that doubts how good he is not like in the sense of like like uh, oh this guy is overhyped more like I am nervous for him and that's how like like everyone who's been thrown at him I am nervous like Tony Ferguson unfortunately that never happened like I'm like oh my god Habib might lose and even Connor I was like Connor can probably you know get him with the left hand uh, you know obviously that was not the case um, the only person who got dropped during that fight was Conor McGregor um, and to be honest there's a part of nerve, and I think it's, it's, it's maybe I'm drinking the Kool-Aid 
of like how well UFC hypes up Habib's opponents. You know? Well, yeah, that's the marketing marketing machine at work, and it is in full fucking force for this fight. You know, we're getting somebody. You know, all credit to Justin HG. Excellent, excellent fighter. But this is fucking Khabib. Like, it there's is. no one, there, there's nothing else that needs to be said. It's fucking Khabib. You know, his entire, his entire lead up to this fight, like I said, stay in the center. Stay off the cage. Everyone has said that. Everyone's coaches have said, yeah, we needed to do this, but we couldn't. Poirier, same thing. Everyone, same thing. He's going to get pushed to his limits. And Gaethje is somebody that has notoriously gassed in his fights. And he gets too overzealous. That's one of the issues I have with, with Gaethje. He likes to brawl. He's been dropped. He lost against Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, um, but that was, that was a bit earlier. Well, yeah, I think to early. his credit, the Tony fight is where everyone saw, hey, he actually isn't just a brawler. He can be very calculated. He can be patient, etc., etc. That's why people are like, hey, he can actually get to be trouble because he's not going to... You know, be overzealous, like you said, and just jump into engagements early on. But I think he has to, you know, because he's not going to win a five-round fight against me. No, not going to happen. It's you know impossible. what? I'm going to say this. If it goes to decision, I think Gaethje can get the controversial no, decision. No, 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 no. If it goes to a decision, not only will the champion always get the benefit of the doubt. It's no, he, I think, if it I goes think to Gaethje's a decision, defense, because look... One of the things that you're undermining is Gaethje has only been on the floor in the UFC, like like on the mat for 17 seconds. Like he's been like back on the mat or taking. Yeah, it but consider the seconds. opponents he's fought. He he spots strikers. He's not fighting. Wrestling. That is true. That is true. But also I mean, one of the things that always go down on the that floor. Gaethje was known for in his um, NCAA career as an All American was the fact that his defense was so good. And yeah. that's what he's working on this camp. You know what? Like, I'll say, like, right now, if it goes to decision, I think Gaethje can edge it out. Um, maybe even I split. disagree because I, I don't think he has the tools to win points against Khabib. Khabib's octagon control will force him onto his back foot the entire fight. But look, I will also say this. Gaethje is also um, a brawler. He tends to get overzealous. And his coach, Robert Whitman, kind of... Trevor like, Whitman. Trevor, Trevor Whitman. Yeah. Sorry, Trevor Whitman, you know, brought him back to earth saying like, hey, don't get overzealous. This is your flaws. You're a great yeah, striker. Don't get into the brawl. Yeah, engage, well, he's probably... Disengage. He's engage. probably one of the guys that's benefited from there not being crowds because he seemed to be somebody who was fed off, you know, the crowd energy, the vibe, mm-hmm. etc. You know, and then we saw, you know, him evolving from that type of fighter into what he did against Tony Ferguson. Look, you know, he didn't... Tony was out during that fight, but he didn't sleep. Tony, Tony, you know, obviously, like anybody him, else yeah. would have gone put it bed. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Tony, El Kukuye, but he, he's not gonna. That that's not gonna happen in Khabib. It's gonna be a very different fight. He's not gonna be able to just, you know, throw we will see. Like that. Look, what thing I'm excited for because, like, you know, everyone says like Habib has never really wrestled an All American. <clears throat> oh my God, who that's that's cares? Right. Who fucking cares? And, and I'm actually excited to Dagestan, Dagestani people, the whole Dagestani state produces the best freestyle wrestlers in the world. But it would be nice to see, like, you know, someone who has a sambo background, not only uh, 
like you know sambo mma versus an actual freestyle wrestler and then you know it gives like a like a background that's just real habib has the wrestling edge it's just the question is will gage be able to stuff enough takedowns to inflict damage on the i really look look this is what i think is going to happen i think it's going to be a fourth round submission fourth or fifth round submission um habib yeah, I think that Habib I think Habib is just going to gas him out, yeah, grind him out. It's just going to finish him and take him out. Yeah, just rear naked. Um, exactly. And, I, I, you know, I don't want it to be a Colby versus Usman thing where they both kind of, um, how do you say it, kind of respect each other's wrestling. I do oh, that's think, not going to happen. Yeah. That's not going to happen. And that I was also a great happen. fight, by the way. Yeah, that was a great fight. And I don't want them to, because I think in the striking ability, I think... Justin Gaethje will outstrike him. Well, yeah, exactly. That's why Khabib is not going to be looking to trade with him on the feet whatsoever. Yeah. And, and whatsoever. According to the odds, Khabib is in minus uh, 345 to Justin Gaethje's 270. And I, I would take the 270, the plus 270 what? for a decision if I was a gambling man. Jeez, like a to hard be honest, that like, 340 for Khabib just sounds low. That sounds low. He was at 500 for Poirier. You know, 340 for Gaethje, that sounds low. I would be taking him. Well, look, I'll way. be honest with you. Uh, Poirier is not a great grappler compared to um, Gaethje. I think Gaethje has overall credentials as but a Gaethje better grappler. Gaethje also didn't feel tempted to try and He doesn't wrestle much, but I feel like just because you're an All-American, that kind of puts you in an edge. Well, so how much. good are you if you haven't used a skill in competition? You know, if he's such a great grappler, why hasn't Look, he used this I don't in think competition? A lot of people realize this. Just uh, Gaethje, he is one of the few UFC fighters I've seen that use a Nabry roll inside the octagon. Okay, well, he just kind of somersaults his out, like somersaults out of a takedown. How, how does this put him in the Khabib tier? I think grappling. we'll see a Khabib take his back and do a Nabry roll. Well, Justin Gaethje does a get nabby roll and gets out of it and kind of like scrambles. And I don't know. To be honest, I really don't know. I'm just wishful thinking. But I think Justin Gaethje does have a puncher's chance and is able to grind out a decision, a controversial decision nonetheless. Um, to be honest, I'll be rooting for Khabib. And I think... You know, I'm a big fan of Khabib, to be honest. I'm a really big fan of Khabib, and I think Khabib has has this overall skill skill sets to, to take on Justin Gaethje, but a part of me says Justin Gaethje can win. And maybe I'm just a sucker for the underdogs. You know, maybe I'm just a sucker for the underdogs, Cam. And I think it could be a bit of that. Yeah, no, but like... I'm going to be nervous for that fight. I'm always nervous when Habib fights, to be honest. And, and, and I think Habib has solidified himself as one of the greats, maybe even a Mount Rushmore of modern-day MMA. Okay, well, a popular, or maybe not necessarily popular, but an interesting discussion I've seen is, you know, Khabib, he doesn't have the title of defenses that the other, you know, don'ts have. That is true. I've seen that one, too. It is, you know, somewhat unfair to him because he didn't really get a title shot. He won, I think it was nine fights in the UFC before he even got his first title shot. You know, so he only has the two title defenses. For me, he's proven to be 
that great in the 155 division. No, he, he had to clean up the division, but, you know, when you think about it, he won the title against Ale Aguinta. Was that correct? Uh, I think Michael, he... I'm pretty sure he won against Al, and then he defended against uh, McGregs, and he fought Poirier, and now he's fighting Gaethje. Uh, he, I remember him beating Michael... Johnson, but I don't think that being was for the, the undercut, no, that was for the title, not not for, but like in contention for the one. Yeah, that wasn't for the title. Yeah. For the title was Ali Quinta. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like no, the, the one fifty five. That, that was the knock against him. You know, he has fought you know killers or people getting up to the title, but defending the title. You know, you look at the other greats like GSP, Anderson Silva, even John Jones, which is like kind of controversial one considering all the. Questionable antics, yeah. but these guys have defended. You know, they all have what you know around ten title defenses. Did you hear what Habib said recently, though, about he the Justin Poirier versus Conor McGregor? That's not a one fifty five fight. That's a one seventy fight. No matter who the winner is, they're not fighting for the belt. Oh no, he said he said if it happens at one seventy, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. But no, it's happening at one fifty five. There's no way that fight happens at one seventy. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like Connor's one of those guys who doesn't like to cut weight in general and he would prefer to fight at 170, 168. His natural walking weight yeah. versus well, cutting weight. And, okay, well, honest. I think the Cowboy fight was a tune-up fight, but that fight was also in a way to legitimize him getting title shot if Masvidal won the welterweight title. Maybe. Yeah. You know, because then at that point... McGregs has a fight over a ranked opponent, so it's not too much of a reach. So one fifty five versus. Okay, who do you think is going to win? Hypothetically, Connor versus. Um, Masvidal. No, Connor versus. Um, Habib. Yeah, yeah, the rematch. The real. Oh fuck! It'll, it'll be the same thing. The same thing, but what? What about Connor versus um, uh, Dustin Poirier? How's that going to go? The rematch? <laughs> Same as the first one. You think... Uh, Poirier will get starched. Poirier has boxing that can be exposed. Connor loves integrating kicks into his offense. Whereas... Poirier isn't somebody that necessarily does that. And Poirier is also somebody that has been exposed by leg kicks. He's had his movement compromised. Especially in the Calvin Qatar fight. While Poirier did... Or, pardon me, not Calvin Qatar, Dan Hooker fight. So, Dan Hooker looked really good for the first three rounds. And then after that, Poirier just took over and just looked exceptional. But if you look at the tape of that fight, what Hooker was able to do well was expose the range, expose the length, and that's something that Connor does. He's not just going to let Poirier walk in there. He's going to counter-strike off of those opportunities. He's something... Well, he's arguably the best counter-striker in the game. Arguably best counter-striker since Anderson Silva, if not on the same tier as Anderson. So, McGregs, I mean, <laughs> he's going to put Poirier to sleep again. What I found the funniest, though, actually, was <laughs> the fact that Conor McGregor, in the most recent UFC rankings jumped up he actually passed Dan Hooker even though both of them didn't fight in the last god knows how long Conor McGregor is now somehow 
the fourth ranked fighter over Dan Hooker. Hey man. When you draw crowds. Gotta be a draw, B. <laughs> gotta be a draw. <laughs> gotta be a draw. You get bumped That's what it boils down to. Yeah, no, he's he's a crowd pleaser and No, I understand the thought process behind it, you know, but uh you know, I guess when you get into like the ethicals of ranking fighters, it's, it's kind of hard to rank somebody in the who top hasn't five. been active for so long. Well, he hasn't yeah, no. fought in that division in what two years? And to be honest, yeah. And to be honest, I'm yeah. pretty sure that's the number. And to be honest, I think Habib would give Connor another shot if he beats Dustin. At yeah, for the money, yeah, to solidify his I... legacy, yeah. If he doesn't get a shot at like GSP, then. I could see him doing the Connor thing again if Connor beats Dustin. Well, I, I just saw recently a tweet from uh, Tony Ferguson grappling match versus GSP versus Tony Ferguson. Who wants to see that? It's not about who wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that. 155, 155. You have to make the weights. And Yo, I think remi- I think. Can you GS- remind me why GSP gives a fuck about Tony Ferguson? No, I think it's a test. Up. I think it's a test if he can, if he can compete somebody at one fifty five in grappling, and he's testing the waters against Khabib. Wait, is this happening? Or I think it's gonna happen. Oh, I've seen oh the speculation. Hey, look, call me a sucker for it. And GSP seems like he's he he's he's looking a lot slimmer these days, and I think Any he's testing the waters. To- GSP does not gain anything from competing against anyone that is not champion. Um, against Habib, I think he yeah, is no, gonna test team, the waters for a free grappling match or a little nah, change nah, nah, nah. He can against do that in training. Tony. He can do that in training. No, Why but does I he think need to I, go? I think this is a rumors, rumors, rumors that it's gonna happen. This is what I heard. Nobody wants to see Tony grapple with GSP. No, no, and and I think why. It's being talked about is GSP is testing the waters to fight Habib at 155. But again, he can just do it in the gym. Why does he need to go to some grappling? Might as well get paid it? for it. I mean, sure, but GSP hey, isn't man, exactly hurting for money. One Yo, stone. If GSP loses, then it just reflects poorly on him. That's it. You know, he doesn't gain anything from it. Hey, look. He gets nothing. He Why gets would nothing. John Jones grapple Hendo? There's no, it's just to tune up and get paid for it. Might as well get paid to train. Well, John Jones has an expensive coke habit to... <laughs> 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 oh He's got to spend money on the hookers and coke. Yeah, oh, man. That's kind of what it comes down to. Yeah. GSP, he's doing pretty good. He's, he's got the very well. he's got the French pay per view job now. Mm-hmm. He's commentating. He doesn't need to do this shit. Anyways, I think the next super fight as a fan, Habib versus GSP is the one to make after just uh, AG. I mean, part of me wants to see it, but the other part of me is just like, oh, gosh, I want to see it. I'm, I'm going to be rooting for GSP. I'm going to be rooting for GSP, but I don't want to see him lose to Habib. It's like, yo, he's almost 40. And I think GSP will have the tool sets to prevent everything, the reach, the striking. It's something that I, I don't think Habib will ever see. And anyways, Habib wants that big money fight. Everyone wants yeah, to see it. It would make sense. But It would make sense. But I think the next opponent 
for Habib would be Conor McGregor, and it's going to go the same way. It's probably going to be instead of what third round. I think uh, I, here, here, you want a hot take in the rematch of Conor Habib? Sure. Conor just triples down on the cheating he did in the first. Oh, fight. all those the grabbing, illegal knee, elbows, shots gets, to the back of the head. Gets DQ'd. Gets DQ'd. That's a hot take. Because he just doesn't accept losing to him, and he just fucking hits him with another illegal knee, but this time he actually tries to knock him out, and he does. Because there's no way he's going to just submit to getting wrestle fucked like he did the first go-around. Anyways, that's definitely a hot take. It is a hot take, but it would be controversial. It would be wild. It would put both of them into the limelight and just set up a third one. You know, because Conor loses twice. You don't get a third. But if you get a no contest, you get DQ'd. That sets up a third one. That would be the grudge match. You know, so I don't know. If they do fight again, Connor's going to triple down on the dirty tactics because there's no way he can grapple with Khabib. I think one of the problems that Connor had against Khabib. <laughs> Just one? <laughs> <laughs> it was that he, he was too respectful of the grappling. And he didn't double down on the striking. Oh, like I think you, I think that's why he to respect. Of course, of course. No, but I think if he, because like damn if you do, damn Habib if you don't. Habib never lost a round up until Connor. Uh, it's a, it's a stretch. And I think I think if Connor doubled down, yeah, no, it was, it was very close. Look, if Connor doubled down a on the stretch. striking, stretch. if Connor doubled down on the striking, I think he would have a better chance than he did. Against well, what? you know, you double down on the striking, you end up on your back, you know, fucking swinging for the fences, and you end up with that left hook. And I'm not even a Connor fan, to be honest. Look, I'm not going to undermine how well he is at striking, and I think anything could happen. He's always got a puncher's chance. He has a puncher's chance, but it's heavy. Yeah, no, he's going to bring the cage and and GNP him. It's going to be the same thing we saw the first time. Just as much cheating. That's the only thing that kept that fight competitive. Otherwise, it would have been ended when Habib was going for that Kamara. Yeah. Anyways, I think uh, that kind of concludes our, our, our show tonight. And um, you heard my picks. Take Habib. Or if you're really a betting man, <laughs> take Justin Gaethje decision. Yeah, if you want to lose some money, go with what this guy said. Go with, yeah. go with Joey. Go with Joey. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm a big Robert Whitaker stand. I think Robert Whitaker's gonna win and you know, I don't think Ian Kutaleba is gonna have a chance against uh Ankalaev. Yeah. And um yeah, no, that's pretty much and I'm bet the house on Alexander Volskanami uh, Alexander Volkov, sorry. Holy yeah. fuck. I, I mean just, it is a bit of a tongue twister considering that they have like exact same names minus you know some extra letters exactly <laughs> minus 13 extra letters but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um for Volkov um that's that's I think that one's a lock I also think um could be by submission is a lock or yeah, stop it, it seems like a sure thing but a if sure you're thing. really feeling risky if you're feeling confident, just engage your decision. Hot take. You mean if you're a fucking idiot? <laughs> if you got money to burn, let's just say that. You gotta be optimistic. Yeah, because you're literally burning money if you take that pick. And if you, it, it's a one to one odds for 
Robert Whitaker versus um, Jared Kennedy. Jared Kennedy. Yeah, and and I'm honestly a Bobby Bobby Nicholson. Generous to Bobby. <laughs> and I think Bobby has a skill skill sets to take on uh, Jared. Yeah, Kennedy. I won't get on board with that. But anyway, we'll see you this weekend, and we'll do another recap of this next week. We'll go over the fights. We'll talk about how off Joey was on all of his picks as well. <laughs> hey, man. We're going to start tracking this shit so then we can see who's winning. We will. Yeah, we, we will. will. We'll, start a, we'll start a scorecard next week. All right. I am down. Let's do it. Anyways, this has been the Intermission Podcast with Cam, the not-so-smart guy, and Joey, the super smart <laughs> guy who knows all his bets. Anyways, signing off, Joey and Cam, Intermission Podcast.